0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Level Up podcast. My name is Aaron Petty and I am a yoga teacher, a teacher trainer, but most importantly forever a student.
1: And my name is Paige Taylor, I'm a yoga teacher, student of Ayurveda and for sustainable living and a lover of all beings.
0: And my lover, mm. beautiful woman. And uh, our goal with this podcast is to dive into how we as humans can live more intentional, ethical, and sustainable lives.
1: And also how we can come into harmony with ourselves, others, and the earth in the process.
0: And on today's episode, we are going to be discussing...
1: (laughs) The yoga of relationship.
0: The yoga of relationship. Mm. And um, there are many different paths of yoga uh, there's this karma yoga hatha yoga bhakti yoga mm. and um the yoga that we are specifically referring to today is is the yoga of relationship so hatha yoga would be a appropriate uh lens to view this through
1: yeah for sure
0: so What is the yoga of relationship and how does our yoga practice relate to our relationships? To answer this, we can look at the word Hatha Yoga. Mm. Um, Yoga obviously meaning union, to yoke, to unite, to connect. Hatha meaning the sun and the moon Mm. or the masculine and the feminine polarity yeah um and polarity being the specific word when 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 i say masculine and feminine i don't i don't specifically refer to the the classical male female genital (laughs) association of male and female yeah um male and female polarity exists within every single individual person uh, no matter what you identify as yeah. gender wise yeah so
1: and i think that's something that you know like isn't really taught ever apart yeah. from yoga like i yeah. wish i knew that when i was younger yeah and you know you just get like oh i'm a bit of a tomboy or i wish like i had this lens To understand myself from a really young age, Mm. you know, and I have been this like super really driven, high achieving person.
0: And I've been a bit of a softy.
1: Yeah, but like it's so...
0: Yeah, like societally, um, it's almost frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Me, you know, I remember when I was doing like specialist maths in year 12, which is the... Of course you were. The hardest maths and forever my arch enemy but nonetheless I really 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 loved math and I wanted to do it and my beautiful teacher at the time is a woman and was like oh you know please like I'm you you are so worthy of doing specialist math you can do it and we never have that many females in the class like Mm. it would be so great for you to be there and it's just like I wish I kind of had this lens to view because you know, mass is this logical, masculine approach to life, mm. to the world, right? But
0: Mathematical, scientific, yeah. and 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 that's a not a bad thing. Of, a lot of the time, yoga is described as a, a scientific approach to mm. spirituality. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, it's probably how I got through. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so let's look at these two different uh, polarities and. Um, There's many, many different ways that uh, these polarities have been described through the different traditions, the ancient traditions. Um, Hatha yoga, they they describe it as ha and ta. They Mm. describe it as Shiva and Shakti. Yeah, my favorite one. They describe it as Purusha and Prakriti. Mm -hmm. It can also be described as the polarity of yin and yang from Mm. Taoist philosophy. Yeah, Uh, Male, female. Dark and light, sun and sun, moon. sun and moon, which is the one that we really resonate with, mm. um, in the way that we teach. Yeah, um,
1: and we both have tattooed on our bodies. <laughs> yeah,
0: up and down, mm. like the the beauty of nature is polarity. Yeah, and something that that has always stuck with me. I don't know where I read the quote, um, but it's that all opposites exist to define each other yeah all opposites exist to define each other
1: yeah for sure
0: and that is to say that dark or light cannot exist without darkness Mm -hmm. and uh, love cannot exist without hatred
1: Mm -hmm. it's like would you still appreciate the beauty and wonder of summer if you didn't endure the winter
0: exactly yeah exactly so so Every, everything that that sits on the negative side of the scale only makes the things on the positive side of the scale more beautiful. Yeah. And when we look at the world through that lens, we really start to deeply appreciate the the dark nights yeah. and, and the cold nights and
1: everything.
0: Everything as as one holistic uh, body. Yeah. So let's have a look at uh, at these polarities within the individual person cool um so the way that i have really really found this to be tangible is to to break up our human condition into kind of these four aspects mm-hmm. the physical mental emotional and energetic or yeah. spiritual and in our society, a lot of, like, most people are kind of like, oh, I need to look after my physical health and my mental health. And, and the, the emotional and energetic spiritual. side, spiritual side, have kind of been put on the wayside. And um, the, the mental and physical can be looked at as, as more inherently masculine. Mm. And the emotional and spiritual can be looked at as more inherently feminine.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Maybe
1: just start by, you know, giving masculine and feminine some, some words, you know, because when we speak to people that aren't well-versed in, you know, this kind of tradition, what, what do we mean by masculine? It's not manly, you
0: know? No. And, and I actually, I'm going to look through my little pile of books. I think, Paige, you took the book... Which I one? Looking for. The yin culture one. Oh, I did. Um, there's a beautiful polarity table. I might be able to just bring it up on Google that, that is in Bernie Clark's um, Complete yin. Guide to Yin Yoga. Mm. Um,
1: yeah, and so when we, when we speak what? of these polarities, yeah, we, we don't mean man and woman. Um, sometimes it is the case, but it's more these like energetic or feelings that are associated with these these words.
0: Okay. Here is the table. Um, so, the masculine in Taoist philosophy is, is associated with yang or yang, and the feminine is yin. Mm. And... I'll, I'll read out this table, uh, maybe not the whole... Yeah, just pick a few. The whole thing. So, Yang is thinking, Yin is feeling. Yeah. Yang is right-hand dominant, right side of the body, and Yin is left-hand dominant, so left side of the body. Mm. Yang is individual orientated. Mm. Yin is group orientated, so community based. Yang is an act of doing. Yeah. Yin is a state of being.
1: Yeah, that's important.
0: Yang is aggressive behavior. Yin is passive behavior.
1: And aggressive doesn't mean bad or... No. It just means like doing, doing and it means activity. acting. Yeah.
0: Activity is good. Uh, this is not the best table i've ever found. I think
1: that's fine. I think those words are fine.
0: Um, day and night, water and fire, sun and moon so you can you can kind of see that there's this this no matter what you look at, no matter what you talk about, no matter what you separate from all other things in the world. It always has an opposite. Yes. Yeah. Birth and death. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the science of yoga is to unite these forces within the individual human. Mm-hmm. And you know they they say that hatha yoga is relationship with your current reality Mm -hmm. um it's intimacy with your present experience Mm -hmm. so we begin to firstly understand the qualities of of masculine and feminine Mm -hmm. within ourselves Mm
1: -hmm. and yoga practice is a great um tool to reflect this to ourselves right you know, it's in those moments where uh, you're holding a shape and it's hard, you know, whether you resist or you surrender.
2: Mm.
1: It's this masculine and feminine and the yoga practice is this beautiful mirror where we can really, you know, dive deep into this this polarity within ourselves and, and how it exists in our lives.
0: Mm-hmm. And so there's there's this true embrace that happens between these these polar opposites, and um, it happens within within each of us, whether we're aware of it or not. The asana practice is a beautiful representation because there is always stira and stuka. They mm. call it steadiness and ease. Mm. So there's there's an amount of strength that is needed to hold a pose mm-hmm. for a prolonged amount of time. And our balance comes from being able to hold that strong pose with like this this simplicity, this mm. ease about it, this Gracefulness. softness
1: about it. My easy, uh, beautiful teacher of ours always refers to it as like, yeah, steadiness and sweetness as well. Yeah. Sweetness yeah. in the yeah. shape.
0: Yeah. So... This, hopefully it is a daily practice for you. Mm. <laughs> but this, this time that we take for ourselves each day to to practice yoga really sets the foundations for all relationships that we have in our daily life. Including
1: and the one with ourselves.
0: Including, so that's the foundation, our relationship mm. with ourself. And, and I think I've said before on this podcast, meditation is like sitting down to to get to know someone and Mm. and spending that time learning everything there is to know about them. And whether you are aware of it or not, everyone has emotions Mm -hmm. and everyone has a a body. Everyone has a breath. Everyone has thoughts and, Mm -hmm. and everyone is inherently spiritual. Yeah. And, yoga practice truly allows us to uncover those aspects of ourself mm-hmm. no matter how deeply they've been suppressed mm-hmm. and if you are a person who is inherently masculine focusing constantly on mental and physical side of yourself the yoga practice will reveal emotion mm. and spirituality within you and that's the that's the the good stuff. That's yeah. the, the beauty of it.
1: And then the, that's I think a really important thing to note is you know sometimes the people and I am one of these people that is inherently masculine, um, but when the emotions start to come up, you kind of want to run away, mm. kind of like oh no, I don't think this is right, yeah. <laughs> but it is. It
0: is. It's it's about embracing that yeah, part of yourself. Exactly. And, yeah. And it is. It's the embrace. So if if you know that you're inherently masculine you know the the relationship within yourself needs to be that masculine part of yourself completely embracing the feminine part mm-hmm. of yourself and and that's where yoga happens yeah that that is yoga union mm. union of male female polarity yeah beautiful um so the other thing I'll mention is the way in which we breathe Mm. because this is this is true relationship that that's super tangible for a lot of people the inhale breath is an act of receiving and and the act of receiving is inherently feminine Mm -hmm. um allowing yourself to take in nurturance Mm, and nourishment. nourishment and the exhale breath is inherently masculine meaning that it's giving. Um and this, you know, if you think about it in in a sexual way, the the male female sexual action is is that exact mm. notion of the, the female receives and the male gives.
1: And it's the same as the, the Shiva Lingam.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Shiva Lingam is um is that, that image of the Yoni receiving the lingam. Mm hmm um and that's probably a really good segue into like the way that uh the the Hindu cultures really embrace in their deity figures not a singular god but they have devas and devis they have a masculine and a feminine aspect of of the divine mm. and um you know it it's been named many things by them Shiva and Shakti mm-hmm. Brahma and Saraswati mm. uh, Shiva Parvati mm. um, Vishnu Lakshmi mm. they they have all of these different beautifully sitaram d- sitarama beautiful depictions of 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 male female polarity within mm. divinity and and that's what they worship is that that polarity mm. and the the beautiful thing about their culture is that there is No no, worshipping something outside of yourself.
1: Yeah. I think that's so important to kind of just tap into is, you know, we grow up or we grew up, um, you know, in not in religious, you know, families, but we grew up around religion Mm. of Christianity. And um, I guess, you know, the main focus of that, you know, was that there is this God and it's outside of
0: yourself? It's outside of yourself, and it is all seeing and all knowing and all judging, judging, yeah. <laughs> judging you in every moment.
1: Yeah, and you know, for for some people that's that's beautiful, but for me, and I assume for you yeah. as well, it didn't really resonate. And I always really considered myself not religious, not you know into anything like woo woo, until I found yoga and until I found this Hindu um, vision of of divine mm. i remember my um my beautiful mom had a partner that was hindu and we had this gorgeous book you have the same one we have two now um with all the little hindu deities in it mm. and i was fascinated by it it was so so beautiful um and i think that's just a really cool like i had a little glimpse of it when i was like 12 or 13 mm. and now i'm like fully embracing it like this is
0: beautiful mm. um. So, yeah, so when we look at these uh, philosophies that, that have been so generously gifted to us by the, the Indian people and their, their cultures, um, another really potent philosophy is the Samkhya model of philosophy. Mm. And um, Samkhya philosophy and yoga philosophy are said to be like inseparable philosophies. And some Kya philosophy speaks of Purusha and Prakriti um, being the the top top of they call it the descent of consciousness mm. into matter.
1: And so what is Purusha? What is Prakriti?
0: Yeah, so so on a very, very essential level, our reality can be broken down into purusha and prakriti which are the the male female polarity at the the very base level and so purusha represents pure consciousness mm-hmm. pure awareness that that part of all of us that is observing reality mm-hmm. and prakriti represents everything that is created yeah they can't exist without each other there would be no reality if there was no consciousness to observe it Mm -hmm. and there would be no consciousness if it had nothing to observe yeah for sure and you know the the level up from that is that pure consciousness sits at the top on its own and, Mm -hmm. and um We'll get into that maybe another day. The difference yeah. between dual and non dual philosophies. Yeah, I think
1: that's a whole different podcast. Whole
0: different podcast. Um, so so when we look at it in, in that way, there is those two essential parts of, of each of us. That mm. part of us that is human, that part of us that lives in the world, that part of us that that is cells and mm. skin. Manifest. And, and breathing and, and living in the manifest reality, and there is that part of us again whether you are aware of it or not that is pure unfiltered consciousness that just perceives Mm. just perceives with no judgments and pure pure love and
1: if this is a whole new kind of thing for you we highly suggest reading the untethered soul the
0: untethered soul is an incredible book it's by michael a singer i literally Anyone that comes to my yoga class and they're like, oh, like I'm interested in philosophy, that it's is the, the book that one. I recommend them. Yeah. Um, it's an incredible book and it, it explains it really, really simply. Mm-hmm. So go and read that. I mm-hmm. read it in about two days flat. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of the, the makeup of our reality as seen through through Samkhya philosophy. Mm-hmm. And, and from there, Purusha and Prakriti, Turn into the elements, uh, the gunas, and and all of the different parts that make up our physical reality,
1: and ourselves,
0: yeah. and and ourselves. And then onward from that, I think the other the other really important thing to mention is that 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 prakriti that shakti um, is the animating force. Mm-hmm. So anything that can be dreamed by consciousness, because consciousness is is truly infinite, there there is infinite possibility in the world, Prakriti is the force that brings it into creation.
1: Yeah, and I think the most beautiful uh, analogy for it is Brahma and Saraswati.
0: Mm. Yeah, so, so Brahma being... The creator.
1: Mm, so he's this Hindu deity that is, yeah, known as the creator.
0: The creator of, of the the world. And Sarasvati is creativity. So the creator and the creativity. Mm-hmm. And so so Brahma is is the the thing that creates. And the the depiction is that Saraswati is always playing instruments. So, you know, Brahma is what creates the trees, what creates the, the instrument. But without this animating force that is Saraswati, there is no music that flows out of that mm-hmm. instrument. It's an inanimate object. And, and, you know, Saraswati brings life and, and beauty and knowledge to the world. Mm-hmm. She, she is the music that plays from the vena and and so on
1: yeah beautifully explained
0: so yeah every day when you sit down in your yoga practice you have the the beautiful opportunity to tap into this this constant flow and this constant push and pull between polarities Mm -hmm. and and personally um, whenever I sit down to practice or whenever I teach a class, the first thing I do every time is let's take a deep breath. Mm. If you're listening, let's do that now together. All three of us. A big breath in. And a sigh out. And by that simple Act, you get to tap into both sides of the spectrum. You get to receive and you get to give back, you mm. get to release. And, and that's the essence of it. There's nothing more, there's nothing less than that. If you can tap into that inequality that sits within you, that emergence of the inhale and the exhale, there is yoga mm. right there. Beautiful. And... As I was saying before, that that really stems into every relationship that we have in the world. So whether mm. that's an intimate relationship, a family relationship, a friend relationship. Paige and I were talking the other day about my houseplants and the relationship that I've created with all of the plants that are growing in mm. our house. And, you know, it's really understanding that that fundamental aspect of yourself i am purusha and prakriti meeting in the heart to to create this beautiful existence Mm. and so are all other living things Mm -hmm. plants are exactly the same as you they they take in prana they take in light water and air three sources of energy that fuel you and they photosynthesize that energy to create foliage fruit vegetables mm. to 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 give back mm-hmm. so it's it's all giving and receiving giving and receiving and, and once you recognize that in yourself you can recognize it in others mm. once you recognize that giving and receiving in others including your house plants <laughs> you can see the beauty within that and and the value in that life mm. and and you can meet that entity with a with a inner state of presence mm-hmm. and you know for me nature nature is is abundant in that and you know we were talking about you know my relationship with the house plants and and page kind of was like oh well, you always know when they need water mm-hmm. you always know when they need food or when they need to be repotted or, mm-hmm. or whatever they need you you can always tell and um you know, reflecting on it, it's, it's because I listen. Yeah. Um, and it's because I'm, I'm completely present with, with them as, as plants, yeah, <laughs> as living, living things. Mm. And whether it's your pets, your parents, your siblings, you know, the, the person at the coffee shop, anything that breathes um, has that essence within them. And, and, when we can meet our relationships from that place of presence, there there is a, a a deep meeting, yeah, beyond physical, yeah, um, and a recognition that's that's kind of like the essence of Namaste yeah. that we that we overly use mm-hmm. without true reverence in in many yoga classes, mm. um, and Namaste is that it's like I see you. Mm. I honor you. Mm. I I see that you are alive. I see that you are giving and receiving, and mm. and, and I too am that. Mm-hmm. And in human relationships, that is is not common. Mm. I I would say, um, you know, a deep reverence and a deep honoring for for another life, and and what two people can do together is is truly magical. Mm. So I think let's start to talk about um, relationships because that's why we' that's, that's why why we're here. that's why we're really here we went on a little Aaron loves yoga a, tangent
1: a yoga theory tangent <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's very easy to relate things back to yoga
1: yeah always everything is yoga
0: um, so you know really this this episode is is based around our relationship, mm-hmm. Paige and I, are coming up to our one-year anniversary. Woo-hoo! How many days have we got to go?
1: Three, four, three,
0: four days until three. our one-year anniversary. Yeah. So this is kind of a fitting episode. Yeah. Um, talking about about relationship and, um, you know, both of us have been in relationships from for most of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's been. Yeah, like 10 years, yeah. <laughs> pretty much, with not not huge breaks between relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, Page longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, you're uh, a bit younger than me, yeah, so it's probably about Yeah, it would be about, about, about 10
1: years as well, yeah.
0: Um, and I think through that time, we have both learned a lot about relating. Mm-hmm. And uh, quick side note, we actually recorded this episode on Sunday, mm. today's Wednesday and uh we deleted it we wanted to start again Mm. um because we we felt like we went a little bit too deep into into story time yeah we wanted to make it a little more relatable yeah um but i think it was good that we had that conversation Mm. because it allowed us to to really understand whilst we were talking um you know what? What our lessons were around relationships. Yeah. And maybe one day we'll release it as a bonus episode. Yeah, <laughs> chit chat, <laughs> <laughs> chit chat with Aaron and Paige. Um. So yeah, it it for me, mm. really, what I took from all of my previous relationships was my my deep desire to be heard, mm-hmm. um, and. Most human relationships are based on desire. That there and they are this polarity of giving and taking, and and a lot of the time it's more taking than giving. Yeah. In one one way or the other, and for me it it was a lot more giving mm. and, than than I was taking from the relationships, and and I found it very um difficult.
1: Well, that's kind of you know like a societal um example of relationships today is the man exists to support the woman
2: Mm. Mm. right
1: and um, very very true yeah i think we've kind of reshaped that for ourselves and Mm. i know definitely when i was younger that's how i experienced it that you know i had these male partners to support me Mm. what do you mean you need supporting
0: (laughs) (laughs) definitely Mm. definitely and um yeah, it, we we kind of discussed like what our need was for for getting into a relationship mm-hmm. in the first place when we were younger, and and um, you know I think for both of us we agreed that that it was really just to have someone to confide in, yeah. someone to listen to you, yeah. whether that was the case in the end of the relationship or not. Mm. I think there's a, a a deep human desire to relate, yeah, and um, and and the first step in 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 entering a relationship is is to to honor that mm. you know and 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 know what you need out of it mm. um
1: i think it's important as well just on that is like choosing to relate in a relationship you know choose to relate on a really really deep level mm. i think that my first um Relationship or first few relationships, I was choosing to relate on quite a superficial level. Like, oh, you like Star Wars and Marvel movies? Me too. (laughs) We're soulmates, (laughs) right? But like, how was I meant to know that that wasn't real? Yeah. When I was thirteen. Yeah,
0: for sure. I think I had a very similar experience, but for me, it was like Pokemon and McDonald's. (laughs) Beyblades. (laughs) Beyblades. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't Beyblades. that was a bit younger. Yeah. But no, it was definitely like Pokemon Game Boy games and, and double quarter pounders.
1: Well, I think that's it, right? You can relate when you're young to somebody that shares the same interests as you and I guess when you are young these interests are quite superficial unless yeah. you have yoga parents and do yoga. And, and let's talk about
0: doing. let's talk about the way that um, you know, society puts puts this expectation on us that we yeah. should be in a relationship, because I think that has a lot of influence around teenage relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, watching the OC put a lot of expectations mm. on what my relationships should look like, yep. and a lot of how the media portrays relationship yep. is drama. Yeah um yeah
1: i think i was kind of saying this the other day is that yeah we see in these movies or the media that there's these dramatic relationships but it's all good because you just kind of work through it um and it's all fine on the other side yeah and i think that doesn't really allow us to understand that we don't have to settle and there doesn't need to be drama and you know when something isn't right you can just leave, you know, mm. you don't have to try and fix things. And yeah. I think when you inherently deep down know that something isn't right, so many, well, I can speak for myself that, you know, I choose to stay because, you know, the fear of the unknown, the fear of being alone.
0: And yeah, that's that's a huge point. Um, for me, every single one of my past relationships, I knew within the first mm. week that it wasn't the right relationship for me but yeah there was this fear of being alone this Mm -hmm. deep fear of being alone and and not not worthy of being in a relationship Mm -hmm. that made me want to stay and you know I stayed in those relationships for years past their expiry date um just truly out of this this deep fear and and selfishness of being alone yeah and and if if you do that to someone and, and you know deep in your heart that it's not the right relationship to be in, um, it's, that's not, not fair. Mm. Um, it, you shouldn't, and as much as it's scary and, and there's so many excuses that we can give ourselves, yeah. like, oh, I don't want to hurt them. Yeah. Um, the best thing that you can do is hurt them temporarily so mm. that, so that you can both get on with your lives,
1: I think, yeah, we were talking about this with like my um, ex, and the, the when we broke up, he said those exact words, you know, like I knew from like the first week this wasn't right, yeah. and we went we were together like two and a half years, yeah, um, but at the end of the day, it was the most powerful thing that he could have done is to break up with me um and so like so strongly stand in his power and set those boundaries with me so that we both could be happy yeah and you know at the time obviously I couldn't see that and I was like "Why, why 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 but it like I honestly am just I feel so proud for him to have done that for both of us yeah and yeah I think that's really really powerful
0: so let's do a quick wrap up. couple of things that we have both learned from past relationships. Yeah. For me, the biggest one was using my voice mm. to set boundaries, very clear boundaries.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think boundaries could be its own episode. Yeah. I think um, we need to do boundaries. Very, very quick though. Um it's it's establishing with someone through the use of your voice what is okay and what is not okay. Yeah, and a lot of the time, a lot of the time, we don't even we don't even take the time to think about what is okay and what's yep. not okay for us. Yep, and and a lot of the time, it it can be disguised as like psychological abuse, mm-hmm. uh, emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, possessiveness and and there is always a place to say no I don't like that that's not okay mm-hmm. um, Paige and I had this little feud that happens when I go to the toilet and Paige wants to go to the shower <laughs> and I, I say no I am on the toilet get out of the bathroom yeah
1: and i listen as much as it pisses me off <laughs> i listen and i go and wait in my bloody undies in the cold living room for him to get off the toilet so i can get in the shower
0: yeah yep you do good on you yeah in the little blankie um but yeah for me that was my biggest fault was i just didn't have the capacity to speak up for myself yep. because i was afraid of Hurting someone mm-hmm. or saying the wrong thing. Mm. And, and I think that came down to a fear of being alone. Yeah, for sure. Um, but there is nothing worse than being in the company of someone who doesn't understand mm. what's okay for you and, and what your boundaries are. Because yep. then you're constantly being stepped all over and you don't have anything to say for mm.
1: it. You're constantly feeling hurt, but yeah. It's 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 also like, well, how are they meant to know if you yeah. don't communicate? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So number 1, get clear on your boundaries mm-hmm. and communicate them clearly. Yes, great. Second takeaway, what do you got?
1: Um I think most importantly like it's okay to want to have your needs met or yeah. you you deserve to have your needs met. Um, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, sexually, spiritually—yeah, everything. Yeah, um, all humans have needs. Yeah, and it is your tr- true birthright to have those needs met. Yeah, you know, if you're in a relationship, it doesn't have to be sacrificing you or yeah. what you stand for.
0: Yeah, there there has to be giving and receiving.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Mm.
1: I think that's a big one.
0: Yeah. Um, the other thing I really found was was. Being in a relationship with someone whose who's purpose aligns with your purpose mm. or whose passions align with your passions and it can be really easy to, to fall into a relationship with someone who you, you don't have any similar qualities, any similar hobbies, and, and there's really no way to relate. Mm-hmm. Some people are in relationships and that works. Mm-hmm. For me, it never, ever worked.
1: Mm, I think for me as well, that's an important lesson. It's like I entered my last relationship in that space where we shared similar interests mm. and we were quite similar. And then, you know...
0: You grew. I grew. Yeah.
1: Like, I became a yoga teacher. I went vegan. And, you know, yeah. I kind of expected him to keep up. Yeah. He was like, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do it. And that's okay this. as yeah, well. Yeah, for like, sure. People
0: change and it's okay to let go when it's time to let go.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um... Yeah, and and you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to, you know, hold yourself back from from growth and change because you know your partner's not there yet. Yeah, just, like go out and and live your best life.
1: Yeah, and that that's that's tricky, but that's a really important, really important lesson as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and um, just yeah, knowing when when it's time to end yeah. and and you know, being grateful and thankful for that. Yeah. I think that leads into to one final lesson which which would be like non attachment oh yeah non attachment to you know the way you expect someone to act,
2: mm.
0: not expecting people to act in certain ways mm. um, but yeah no, non attachment to your relationships don't don't allow your relationship with someone to define you as a person, yeah. I think that that a lot of people and myself included in the past, you know, identify as someone who has a has a boyfriend or a mm-hmm. girlfriend or a wife or a husband or or yeah. a mother or a father, and and that doesn't define you because it, at your deepest nature is is consciousness is soul. So
1: and that attachment, you know, it holds you back. Mm-hmm. and um like if you are growing if you are moving if you are you know as, and as consciousness we're always evolving mm. um although we stay the same truly deep down um but yeah you know that, that attachment is what holds you back and is what causes suffering mm. and that's another episode i know go back to our last episode if you want to hear a little bit more oh, about we did that Talk about yeah, that the root of fear and suffering yep. um but, attachment. yeah kind of going on to that it is this you know attachment and it can be attachment to love and support but you know deep down that attachment can lead to fear and and suffering fear and suffering it's quite it's like this vicious circle it's like yeah. no i'm in this relationship because I, I need love and i want to be loved but it's also causing suffering
0: yeah yeah for sure and and um you know when you can let go of that and let go of those expectations and let go of what you believe a relationship should look mm. like, what you believe you should receive from a relationship, what your dream partner does look like mm-hmm. and what they are into, then you can open yourself up to something beyond yes. your wildest imagination. Yes. And uh, and that's what happened to us. Yeah,
1: that leads us into our beautiful relationship.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and um, you know, when, when Paige and I met i was in a in a place where i was completely done with relationships i did not understand them anymore Mm -hmm. i was kind of just like i i don't really get it what's the big deal what's the point of no it was more of what's what's the point Mm. of like settling for someone and Mm -hmm. and then having to to look after someone all the time and and it was Mm -hmm. kind of a really selfish thought looking back on it Mm. um but yeah, I was just kind of like, oh, what's the point? I'm really happy on my own. And, yeah. and that was really the first step of like, I was truly happy on yeah. my own. And and I think I'd, I'd always subconsciously relied on other people to make me happy. Mm. And, and I'd really gotten to this place where I was like, cool. I, like I, I would be really happy to not ever be in a relationship mm-hmm. again. Yeah. And um, I was
1: quite the same, yeah. I think. I, but I wasn't like, I was just like done with it. Yeah. I think I hadn't quite progressed to the point where I was like, ah, everything's perfect without someone who was just <laughs> like, oh, can't even be bothered. You know, like I do have this deep happiness and deep, you know, acceptance within myself. So it's like, why would I even bother? Yeah. That was my thing. <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. And and I think that my non-attachment to relationships actually was kind of blowing up in my face a lot. I mm. was like causing a lot of of. Suffering for other people yeah. through through my non attachment. It was a little maybe reckless. Mm. Um, so yeah, so so Paige hunted me down. <laughs> <laughs> do
1: you want to go into it a little bit? Yeah. I'll do a quick recap.
0: Quick recap.
1: Okay. So I saw Aaron on a dating app.
0: And and the, the really coincidental thing is that I only downloaded this app for one day.
1: Yeah. One day, and I saw him on it. Yeah. Anyway, and I remember this beautiful Lululemon photo of him uh, blowing Palo Santo, like, <sighs> and um, it was a very beautiful photo. And I, you know, if you've ever been on a dating app, that's such a breath of fresh air uh, from all the guys holding fish and stuff. <laughs> anyway, Them so fishy I, <laughs> boys. Look at my big boy. Um, I'd replied and was like. You had me at Palo Santo. Anyway, he never replied, obviously, because he deleted the app. But how was I meant to know that? I just thought I was being rejected hardcore. Um, And I reached out to my beautiful friend, Gabs, who um, I actually know through retail work. And I knew she knew Aaron because I don't know how. I think I'd just seen a photo recently of her reenacting a photo of his, the one on the Dharma wheel. Do
2: you remember that? Yeah.
1: Mm. Anyway, and I reached out to her and I was like, oh do you know Aaron? Uh, like, what's he like? Is he, is he single? Like what's going on? And she was like, Oh, um, I think he's, you know, in a relationship or seeing somebody right now. Um, but he's really, really great guy, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, well, that's cool. I'll just sit on it. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just sat on it. And then a few months later, um, you, I was following him at this stage. A few months later, he put up this story that was like, anyone going to South Coast Soul Festival, which is this like little festival in Jarvis Bay. Um, and funnily enough... It wasn't
0: even just that. It was like, is anyone planning on driving yeah. to South Coast Soul Festival yeah. from Melbourne? It was a huge drive.
1: Yeah. Um, and I'd replied because I'd literally just agreed to um, support my teachers, my my two yoga teachers um, and their offerings at this festival. And I was like, yes, I... I am going, but I don't know how I'm going to go yet. Um, And for some reason, Aaron had no idea who I was and we agreed to fly up together eventually (laughs) um, and book flights together. Um, And then, yeah... uh, a few maybe a month later um i'd said to gab's again are you sure he's not single like what's the go? i kind of need to know and she was like oh i don't think he's seeing anyone but i think he's got some stuff going on so i was like all right fine i'll just leave it but i'll like start to like you know show my attention um anyway and then he i really just had no idea yeah you had no idea who i was actually i will mention as well we gab's took me to level up yoga's first birthday party yeah that was the first time i met you um And so funny because I had I knew no one in this room but Gabs and now you know they're all my closest closest yeah. friends all listening to this podcast probably, <laughs> but um I remember Angie had uh, had her cards at the front of the class um, after a mm-hmm. meditation and it was like you know pick a card and I picked one that was like this is your tribe or yeah, something you like found that your tribe. and I was like what you know like I don't know any of these people anyway and then. Um, you know skipping forward a little bit Aaron ended up running this teacher training for uh, a ridiculously cheap amount because it was his first one and so I just signed up because I was like oh that sounds like fun just spending a whole weekend doing yoga yeah you know and learning to
0: Aaron's dreamy voice <laughs> talk about philosophy
1: yeah and I just signed up and then after that I I remember going home to mom and being like mom if I'm going to get married, at this stage, I was like, no marriage, no kids. I was like, if I'm going to get married, it's going to be to this guy. And she's like, yeah, okay, Paige, like big creep. <laughs> anyway, and then a few days later, we went out for breakfast. And then a few days later, I invited him and paid for his spot at this full moon practice for one of our teachers. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where it started.
0: That is where it started. And, and um, you know, from from my perspective page had been kind of interested in me for months and mm-hmm. and I really was completely oblivious mm. and um we went to this practice it was like a full moon practice I think mm-hmm. and um I just had this very strange experience of um going deep into my my energetic body and and realizing that I had all of these attachments from my past relationships and they they were like these yellow tentacles sticking <laughs> out of my belly. Mm. And, um, you know, my consciousness was drawn to trace back all of these cords and and cut them. And so I really kind of, it was like I had revisited every everyone that I'd ever slept with, ever kissed and ever formed an emotional attachment to. And one by one, very vividly I cut ties with each of those Mm. women and um yeah and and I was laying next to Paige and and then after that practice I kind of had this instinct to ask her if she wanted to have dinner with me Mm. and um and
1: there was so many there was a few people there that we that we knew or Aaron knew um mm that wanted to kind of all hang out as well and I was like oh, oh you know I just <laughs> well, we ended up just having to get, dinner together yeah. and
0: and it was really nice and then for some reason I invited her back to my house. hang on let me
1: just trace back so your experience funnily enough about a week or two before this practice I had done my Reiki level two mm. and in my Reiki healing with my beautiful teacher she was just like to me. At the end, she just said, you just had all these emotional ties going everywhere and I just had to cut them mm-hmm. all for some reason. And, you know, it's quite a similar experience. Um, yeah. And it was funny. It was that like
0: we were just both in this relationship overwhelm and, yeah. and we couldn't enter another relationship until we had let go of Everything. all past relationships, mm-hmm. all ideas of what relationships yep. should look like. Um, and And, you know open ourselves to receive receive yeah. the relationship that that we needed mm-hmm. um
1: very powerful
0: yeah for sure so so when um when Paige and i kind of got together for the first time i had made this deep resolve within myself that i wouldn't get with anyone unless i was going to fully commit to that yeah. as, a, as a relationship and and um, and so I put forward some intentions for mm. our relationship and and you know the the way that I see it is that if we hadn't have set deep intentions intentions for our relationship then then none of this would have happened the way that it has, and yeah. and it's 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 really important, so you know we kind of just launched into a little bit of a story but what we what we wanted to lead into here was the fact that that we set such deep deep intentions yeah. for our relationship from the beginning and and for me that is the most important thing that we could have done mm-hmm. um and it's it's a really yogic way of approaching relationship the whole precept of yoga is that we start to live life intentionally and, mm-hmm. and that is to say that we we tap into the deepest parts of ourselves mm-hmm. and we ask ourselves why why am i doing this why and so our relationships will intentions will share them with you and there was three intentions for for our relationship and you can look at an intention as as like an, enge- en- <laughs> an energetic starting point mm. um Of anything that you want to do. And and it's not so much of a goal, Mm. which is really kind of trying to create this vision of the future, but from a very pure starting point, what what am I trying to cultivate within this relationship? So for us, it was number one, complete faith. Yeah. And that's faith in this relationship being able to support us. Yeah. Of our needs being met, mm-hmm. um, faith in being heard, mm. being loved, yeah, faith that this relationship is what we need, yeah, and faith in the other person, yeah. Um, there's nothing worse than than feeling like you're not trusted yeah. in a relationship, and and for me, um, I mean, it lead, leads into the next one, but faith really means means, you know not knowing what the other person's thinking not knowing what the other person knows not knowing what the other person wants but a faith that that you are together for a divine reason. Mm. The second one was unshakable trust. Yeah. And this is this is trust in each other, trust mm. in ourselves. Trust that in each moment we have the capacity to support each other, to love each other, to to be there for what the other person needs. And, yeah. and trust that the other person is in the relationship for, for the right reasons and, and fully deeply in the relationship. Mm. The third one was pure devotion. and i I think devotion is is another beautiful one you know trust is getting your needs met and and devotion is meeting the needs of your partner yeah um and in the yoga cultures the the hindu cultures there's there's such beautiful um ways of devotion devotion bhakti yoga Mm. you know singing the songs of of the devas and devis and and devoting yourself to something greater than yourself and and devotion within relationship is one devotion to your partner yeah um being that you are kind of giving up your life as as one person mm. to to become two yeah or two as a pair two as one, one. <laughs> two as one and and you kind of you you do in a sense have to give up your your individual identity, yeah, and that's okay um, and it's not to create a new identity mm. as as a a relationship or as a as a couple, but devote yourself to that other person mm. and devoting your entire life to to creating a strong relationship every single day yeah. every single moment yeah um and and knowing that a, a person is constantly changing and and you have to adapt if if you want to stay with that person. Yeah. So, the next thing that we wanted to share with you guys was um something that we call the seven centers of connection. Yes. And so when I when I came to Paige and I said I want us to sit down and write intentions for this relationship that this was the second thing that i came to her with um so again we'll probably do another episode on on the energetics of yoga yeah um but our subtle body has these three currents called ida pingala and shushumna and Mm -hmm. these are the three paths of prana through the body and and the ida nadi is the feminine nadi Pingala Nadi is the masculine nadi, and these cross, crisscross, kind of across um, the the spine, mm-hmm. m- moving to the to the crown of the head from the base of the spine. Mm-hmm. And where these two channels of energy meet, there is these energetic um, centers called chakras. Yes, and so each of these chakras are the points in which the male and female energy meet within the body Mm -hmm. and they represent a different state of consciousness as it ascends from the grossest most dense layers of reality being the physical reality as it ascends to pure consciousness and each of these Seven centers has has a very specific frequency, a, yep. a very specific state of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And so uh we we've really kind of developed this together of of how two people can meet each other in the chakras being states of consciousness yeah. and, and and how we can use this as a map to um meet each other's needs within a relationship mm. because each of these centers have a specific human need or a human yeah. desire.
1: And they show up in every day, every moment, you know, they, they shift and change. So setting these, you know, seven centers of connection so that we can meet ourselves, it kind of allows us to, uh, I guess, accept and be ready for any. Any moment, any any state of consciousness, anything that arises for
0: sure, because our consciousness is constantly moving between these places, mm. um, depending on our surroundings.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So we'll uh, we'll move through the chakras from. From the bottom, from the root to the crown, and yep. um, and we'll give you some some really tangible ways that you can kind of incorporate these into your relationships, yep. into your life, yep. whether you're whether you're single or in a relationship. Because what we are describing is the balanced state of the chakra, the yep. balanced state of consciousness within the chakra. That is the the balance between the ida and pingala, mm-hmm. um, masculine fena- feminine energy yeah so the first chakra is called mulada muladhara mm-hmm. um which is the root chakra mm-hmm. and it's at the base of the spine at the perineum the pelvic floor yeah and and it really represents our base yeah foundations our, our foundations so you know it's 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 funny what we kind of came up with here because it it was it was our intentions essentially Mm. um so we've called the Mulatara Center of Connection the Safety Center. Yeah. Um, and and there's a few words that we associate with with each of these centers, but the main word that we've chosen is the Safety Center. Yeah. And every human has a right to feel safe, safe. and to yeah. know that they are safe. Yeah. Whether whether are, it's a mental projection of of fear and danger or not um everyone has a right to feel safe in their own skin in their own home and in their relationships Mm -hmm. And, and this is a huge problem in our society domestic violence is just massive yeah um and yeah so the words that we've got are trust number one support stability and grounding yeah um and we thought that we could give some examples of how we meet each other from from these centers as we go through them Mm -hmm. so let's talk about safety
1: yeah so i mean i think one of the main the main kind of tangible uh, practices that we we do is holding space for each other and Mm. holding space meaning like listening listening Listening. active listening yeah active listening and active supporting of anything that either of us want to say or want to do and it's it just it's just so pure and so present that it's not about you it's you know about the other person and it's about the relationship together and meeting them from this place of you know, I hear you, I see you, how can I support you? And that's one of the things both of us say to each other. Whenever there's something going on for the other person, whenever there's feelings arise or emotions or we're in a bit of a tough situation, uh, that is one of our favorite sayings is, how can I support you?
0: Yeah, and it it really opens up a space to be like, oh, you know what? Like, I really just need you to to shut your fucking mouth. and Listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, legit though, and it's
1: so powerful yeah or
0: like oh i just really need you to hold me i need you to hug me yeah. or like i really just need you to to make me breakfast right mm. now and and i just need to sit with this for a little while yeah. like how can i support you and and that's such a fucking powerful yeah. question
1: i love that question i love that we do that it's yeah. so so powerful and not only is it like creating space for the other person to share openly but it 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 really grounds you in this, this state of pure devotion. Yeah. Like, I am here to serve you in this moment. Yep. How? Yeah. Tell how, me how.
0: How can I? Yeah. How can I? And and a lot of the time, it's so very simple. Yeah. Um, but it's
1: like, you know, in the moment, when you're trying to comfort someone, you don't always know. Like, Aaron loves to tell me uh, what I should be doing to make things better for myself.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's that's been a huge lesson for me in, in all past relationships. Yeah. Whenever I was... As a man presented with um, an excess of emotional energy, mm-hmm. I would default to okay. How can you fix it? How can I fix yeah. you? How can I fix you? And and a lot of the time, people don't need fix. Well, no. all of the time, no one needs fixing. <laughs> yeah, um, everyone is responsible for their own life and 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 healing. Yeah. So for me, it's been a letting go of giving advice on how you can fix your emotional state and learning how to listen yes learning how to listen and and um yeah
1: and support how can i
0: support you just Mm. listen to me cry you know just hold my hand just rub my belly rub my shoulders (laughs) rub my neck is Paige's favorite one yeah rub my neck Mm. um but but you know opening yourself to truly being there to give them what they need and Mm -hmm. and If you can't give them what they need, honesty is is beautiful as well. Um, How can I support you? Give me a million dollars. Well, I'm sorry, but I don't have a million dollars.
1: Yeah. And I think that's an important thing is, is, you know, I've seen a lot of things come up recently uh, in the media about stuff like this, like um, mutual respect not being necessary um in in a lot of our society which i think is true if there is situations where you're you don't feel safe right mm. and we for aaron and i obviously we're in this really safe and secure relationship um where we feel completely supported by the other but i think it's important to note that if you're not in a relationship like that and the the other person is asking you to support them in a way that you can't mm. yeah yeah say no.
0: Yes, yeah, say no. I'm sorry but I can't do yeah. that right now and 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 I think that that's that's a really good point to add is that that maybe if if you're not able to support your partner in the way that they are expecting you or wanting you to the best way to support them would yep. be to not engage. Yep. Um and just walk out of the room which, yeah. which which will leave them the space to really figure out what they do need and how you can support them. Yeah, and, and if you can support, and them. and we
1: do that sometimes still as well. You know. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. If 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 there's no like immediate solution, or or if if I'm too emotional, Paige is too emotional. Like sometimes it's just space. I'm just gonna go for a walk. Yeah, and um and I'll and I'll come back when you're ready to listen or yeah. ready to talk. Yeah. Um cool so so that's the first center of connection
1: yeah i think i'll just add one more point to that is that last one that's grounding um and i think it's so so important for our relationship because we are constantly living in this creative world this you know world of unmanifest and how we can bring it to life Mm. and i think it's important when we get so high up or you know so high on prana or whatever it is when we're high in the world you know away with the fairies whatever you want to call it cocaine (laughs) man not cocaine (laughs) but when you know it happens often when aaron is just like on a wave of prana um, which happens all the time which is perfect but you know being able to ground them in reality and ground them in this very moment and it happens in opposite as well when i'm thinking and overthinking and i'm away in the future and. Can't stop thinking and it's creating suffering for me. Aaron can ground me and yeah. and, and yeah. into and the moment. It
0: truly really just comes back to being present with your partner and, and saying, Hey, um, let's put your phone down for, yeah. for a few hours and, yeah. and let's just, you know, play yeah. chess and I'll let you beat me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wish.
0: Um, but yeah, let's let's play some music, let's have a dance, let's yeah. cook dinner together. Yeah. You know. Taking that time to to truly be present and, and ground into the the physical presence mm. with with your partner because yeah. all I ever wanted out of a relationship was a no phones night mm-hmm. and um and I never got it yeah. until now and and it's so beautiful to spend a cu- a couple of hours if that's all you get a day mm-hmm. together with no distractions complete and, and presence yeah complete presence mm. so that's the first center. Uh, the center of safety Mm -hmm. so the second chakra is called swadhisthana and we call this the center of desire Mm -hmm. and you know it's 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 i think desire has a bad rap
1: yeah for sure (laughs) so many like uh yogis or you know people that we know trying to
0: banish desire
1: yeah and you know, I mean, the path that we follow is tantra. Yeah, the tantra path. And tantra really, you know, embodies this.
0: Yeah, we just see see desire in a way that's empowering. Yeah, and, and just being being realistic of like, oh, you know, all humans have desires, and you know, Yuga Rupa talks about the the four desires, yeah. which which are dharma, Karma, Atta, moksha. Mm-hmm. Dharma being right action, karma being desire,
2: mm-hmm. pleasure, mm.
0: um, artha being you know prosperity, the means to to do good in the world, yeah. and moksha being liberation, mm. um, liberation from the human human problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um,
1: it's it's just this this you know desire leads to growth. It's yeah, kind and, of like the first step.
0: Yeah, for sure. And 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 acknowledging our desires is and, and then being able to communicate our desires to our partner. Yeah. is So, so, so potent. Yeah. So we have a few uh, companion words to to the desire center. Mm-hmm. These are creation, mm-hmm. passion, mm-hmm. flow, mm. and companionship. Yeah. So The desire to be with your partner is number one. If you don't desire to be with that person, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Um, You know, for me, my desire to be with Paige and to to build a life with Paige trumps all other desires at the moment. Like I I really want to do everything that I can to create the the life that we live and, Mm. and I put my everything into it. Yeah. Um, so number one, the desire to be with your partner, um, you know, for us, uh, probably quite a, quite a unique situation of like, we moved in together about a month after we got (laughs) together. Um, I was living in Fitzroy and Paige was living in safety beach and Mm. we lived like an hour and a half from each other. Mm. And. Um. yeah, literally, like we were just like, okay, let's, uh, let's just do this. Yeah. Sorry, my grandmother's ringing me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, there, there was that, that deep desire to, to, to be together and, and that, you know, if that's not there, what's, there's no point yeah. in being in a relationship at all
1: and you know that also leads to you know problems and disagreements it's when you can't clearly communicate your desires and you know your desire to be with someone or your desire to not be with someone anymore that is like the pinnacle of where problems arise and arguments arise
0: yeah for sure um so yeah we we live together we work together there's this desire to create mm. um and and for me that male female relationship is is creation like mm-hmm. the male and the female have this beautiful um blessing that we can create life yeah and we and you know the female is is the the bringing of life and and the male is the the giving of life and mm. and just like Brahma and Saraswati creation and creativity um What I've noticed through relating with Paige the way that we do is that all of my dreams, all of my desires that I had for myself, all of the visions that I had for my business, for my life have been manifested Mm. through Paige. um, Yeah. You know, the teacher trainings page came to my first ever teacher training. It was a it was a shit show. I it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I you know, I didn't have a manual, I yeah. didn't really have any structure. I had about ten words written on a Classic notebook.
1: Aaron vibes.
0: And Paige kinda came in and she was like, All right, well if you wanna do this, uh let's write a manual let's do it properly and 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 Paige was really the the animating force of bringing you know our 200 hour program into reality mm-hmm. bringing my yin teacher training into reality yeah pushing me to write the manuals extracting information from me that needed to be mm-hmm. you know put out into the world and and that that every desire that i had for myself um was brought forward and and made manifest through through pages presence in my life mm. and, and you know that's beautiful i always say you know pages my shakti yeah um and then yeah so so around that like passion that there, there and it's not always but there there should be like a, a sense of of passion and, and reverence to hold each other and, mm. and to want to to please each other mm. and, and to satisfy each other's desires mm. and, and that's so so powerful and and um yeah there's nothing worse than it than a, a dry relationship <laughs> you know um there, there needs to be that that passion mm-hmm. to be together and to want to be together yeah. and to want to to touch and hold Mm. each other and
1: And i think that's important let's just talk about intimacy for a minute and you know by intimacy we don't mean just sex or Mm. you know intimacy as it's portrayed in the media it's just this intimacy with each other in every moment Mm. and it does really kind of come down to pure presence which we'll talk about in a minute but you know, just this desire to be intimate, to be present, to hold your partner's hand, to, you know, scratch your partner's head or mm. whatever it is just to, yeah, be intimate. And Yeah.
0: So intimacy to me is this emergence of two into one. Um, Hatha Yoga, Paige is eating chocolate chips <laughs> while we eat this. I brought them out for her though. I know she's an addict. Mm. Um yeah so there's there's the breath that that is intimate you know the giving and receiving and and um when when you're in a space of intimacy whether it's sexual or non-sexual the the essence of it is being with your partner in a way that that unites the two of you yeah so whether that's you know, a massage or or mm. a, a head rub or mm. or a, a back scratch or whatever it is. It's it's being present with your partner's body, mm-hmm. and and present in a way that you feel almost what they feel. Yeah. And and there's this this sense of flow to it. There's there's no longer this verbal communication, mm. but communication through touch yeah. through movement through body language you know through through i don't
1: know we do it like dancing as well yeah, even
0: dancing singing mm. swimming mm. um there, there's so many ways to be intimate and, and i think the mainstream consensus is that the only intimacy mm-hmm. is sex and that's yep. that's truly not not the the full spectrum of intimacy yeah. Intimacy is uh allowing your partner to feel pleasure and and taking pleasure from that pleasure yeah and um you know being being with one, one another truly and I think that's the the one thing that we'll keep coming back to is is connection through presence yeah you know always being present mm-hmm. together and and giving them all of your attention and, and that is that is beautiful yeah so the third center of connection is around uh manipura chakra solar plexus the solar plexus the center of emotion mm-hmm. is what we call it and and the only word we have in in relation to emotion is accountability mm-hmm. um so so being accountable to always be there to yep. to to show up when you need to show up mm-hmm. and. and you know don't take it for granted yeah Um, you know express your emotions express them strongly Mm. and and be there like hold yourself accountable to be there when when your partner needs you and also
1: you know it it manifests as being accountable for our own emotions our own stuff Mm. and you know catching um, as we project you know Yeah, and projection and triggers is so apparent in all relationships it's just your way of navigating them that makes it conscious or not
0: yeah for sure and and it's it's being able to do that that inner work on yourself Mm -hmm. like ah no this is this is not me this is not the truth i'm actually you know relating this experience to that time when i was a kid yeah That other kid smacked me in the face and I didn't like it. And then they said, hot dog. And now you're eating a hot dog and it's making me angry.
1: Yeah. And, you know, this it also like holds your partner accountable. Like for this kind of stuff, when it arises for us, it kind of looks like, oh, Aaron, this kind of seems like a projection. Like, is this the truth? And it's Aaron's ability to be like, yes.
0: Yeah. Instead of. no. yeah no i'm i'm not projecting like it's it's really ego-based and and um if you can't hold yourself accountable for your own shit you're not going to be you're not going to be any fun in any relationship Mm -hmm. because there's no wrong when you when you're in that state of awareness
1: yeah and i think it comes down to as well like being able to see through each other's shit
0: yeah you know? Yeah, 100%. like if yeah.
1: Aaron was going to say no, I'd be like, yeah, right. Bullshit. Yeah.
0: It's like getting, getting to know each other on, on such a deep level that you, you, you know, know, know each other's triggers and you know what each other's yeah. truths are. And you know, you know, every single detail yeah. about each other. Um, and yeah, it's, it's like a truth, yeah. you know, being true to yourself and, yeah. and, and knowing the truth of the other person.
1: Mm. Powerful
0: so the next uh next center of connection is anahata, the heart chakra, and this is this is always where we come back to yeah and, and you know the heart chakra is the center of the center of centers center of union um and there's the male female force working. To create the chakras. And then there's also a male and female force moving from above and below. Mm, consciousness and, the earth and creation. And, the sky. and it's, it is the essence of of consciousness and mm. creation. And um, in in the yoga tradition, they say, they call the heart the Hiddayam. Mm. And this means the seat of the soul. Yeah. And it's, they say that it's where your soul lives and, and where your consciousness truly lives. It's not in your head where we all think yeah. we exist. Yeah. It's your heart, and the the Western scientific traditions are starting to catch up on this, and they say that you know the human body grows from the heart and and the first eight cells or are, are contained within the heart still mm. and um that's really what what the human experience is there's there's two that become one, sorry, yeah, two that become one, so the 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 sperm enters the egg, and then that cell becomes two, those two cells become three, those three cells become five and until we're mm-hmm. you know, as billions of cells yep. to form the human body um, and the the center of presence is just that it is only your ability to one be present with yourself, to be present with your partner. if you can't be present with yourself, you'll never be present with someone else. Mm-hmm. So using your practice to become still enough that you have the capacity to be truly with your partner. And and to me, that is true love. Mm -hmm. Being in love, meaning being in presence, love is a state of consciousness, Mm -hmm. not a feeling, a state of consciousness where you are completely accepting the present moment. Being in love... Being in a state of consciousness where you fully accept the present moment with someone else. Mm-hmm. I am in love with you. Mm. I am completely present with you in this moment. Mm-hmm. That's it. That mm-hmm. is true love mm. to me.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful <laughs> to me as well. And I think, you know, to put a tangible kind of resource onto this as well as being present, It's kind of comes back to holding space as yeah. well and you know holding space being not trying to make somebody feel better Mm. just not putting your own experiences onto them like oh i know how you feel i when i was eight this happened to me it's just pure presence pure listening pure
0: love yeah and you can be present with anyone no matter what they're going through yeah um for me, it's super powerful to be able to look into someone's eyes. If you can look into your partner's eyes and not shy away, um, then you've, you're getting somewhere with presence. Mm.
1: And try that with strangers. <laughs> the guy at the coffee shop. Just try it. Yeah. Like, what happens? And yeah. you know, a lot of people shy away. A from lot it. of people, and, people and shy and away, especially
0: in those situations where it's a retail situation, mm. or you know, the, the chick that's checking out your groceries yep. at Woolies. Those people aren't present Mm -mm. Um, whilst they go through the day. And if you work at Woolies and you're present, I'm not singling you out. what about me? I work in retail sometimes. A lot of people, though, you notice like they don't look you in the eyes. They're kind of just like, yep, yep, that'll be this much. Tap away when you're ready. And then they look over into the distance and think about something. Mm. Um, Try to look that person in the eye and, and notice how difficult it is. Yeah. And then come home to your partner and look them in the eyes and and feel that difference. And, and that's why, you know, being in love is so powerful. It's because you are met with presence. Mm-hmm. And when you are staring into the eyes of someone else and they are present and you are present, you are staring into yourself. Yes, You are staring into your own consciousness because at the end of those eyes, at the depths of that person's being, you are the same yep. consciousness. You are the same awareness. And, mm-hmm. and that is a beautiful thing to share with another person. Yeah, for sure. Be in love. That is the center of presence. Mm-hmm. The fifth center is around Vishuddha chakra. And we call it the center of communication. Mm-hmm. And so we've spoken about this so much already. Yeah, You know, being able to set boundaries, yep. being able to to... To speak your truth mm-hmm. always and be heard. Yeah. Um, I think that's another another thing is like these, all of these centers have have both the polarities. So if it's the center of communication, it means speaking and listening. Yes. There, there's a male version of yeah. like speaking, giving mm-hmm. my expression, mm-hmm. then the receiving of listening. Yeah, And, and um, yeah, we've, I think we've spoken on that enough. Mm-hmm. The next center is around Agya Chakra. Mm-hmm. And this is the center of oneness. And
1: this is our third eye.
0: Yeah, the third eye between, between the eyebrows. And, um, no, this one's
1: higher purpose, not oneness.
0: Oh, my I bad. Missed one. Higher purpose. Um, and yeah, my bad. So Agya Chakra, the sixth chakra, higher purpose and... and Katie and I have a very special relationship in this way because we get to work together, mm-hmm. and we do have a higher purpose. Yeah, our, our purpose is not to make each other happy and and chubby and have babies. <laughs> our purpose is to share yoga and to share this stuff and and to use our relationship as an as an example of how you can embody yoga. Yes, um, and how you can live your highest purpose and and to unite in higher purpose is, is truly special in relationship. Um, and for us that higher purpose is, is yoga and the education of yoga, Mm -hmm. allowing other people to experience yoga and, and also living in a conscious way, like planting vegetables Yeah. not using plastic. Um yeah. there's there's so many things that both of us really resonate with on on a level that's higher than just being in a relationship, yeah. just having someone to come home to. Mm. We we truly live uh uh together for a common goal, a yeah. common purpose, and, and that is for the betterment of all of humanity.
2: Yeah. Powerful. Um,
0: and yeah, so that's it. Higher purpose is the center here. Mm-hmm. Living in you know the same purpose, yeah, the same passions. The final chakra, sahasara, is the center of oneness. I mean, and it is the crown
1: um, chakra. Yeah,
0: and that's the crown chakra. And that's that's all it is. It's it there's there's nothing more to it um oneness. Mm-hmm. Two people becoming one, that is relationship. Merging. Merging into one being and, and yeah, I don't know, Paige have kind of, Paige and I have kind of put our possessions together. We yeah. have one house, we have a dog mm. um, and I d- didn't really ever see myself <laughs> in like, like living like this with someone yeah. else. And, and, you know, in, in all my past relationships, I had my own bedroom with my own stuff in it and my own job and my own business. Yeah. And, And I, I really had a separate identity and, and I feel that, um, to, to be in a true relationship, there there needs to be this, this oneness of of you are coming together and you commit to that fully.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sometimes we, we, um, speak to, oh, isn't it so strange that we're two separate people? (laughs) Like you just, you just merge and you just think the same, you you know the same you just are the same
0: yeah and there's there's been so many times that we haven't needed to use words to communicate something to each other um and and there's this this just knowing like i i know what you need right now Mm -hmm. um here it is (laughs) yeah 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 um so just a recap on those uh so that you can we might just pop them in the show notes yeah um seven centers of connection what were you going to say just
1: as well before we kind of recap it's important to restate uh remind you all that these seven centers of connection are essential in all relationships not just intimate ones yeah for sure
0: Mm. 100% like you can you can implement these seven centers of connection to your relationship with your dog yeah with your plants yeah
1: (laughs) You can relate it in however you like.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So don't. This this is not a a, a episode about intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. This is a episode about all relationships. Yeah, and so and we just use our intimate relationship as an example because mm-hmm. it is the most prominent relationship mm-hmm. for us
1: yes and it's so important to know as well before you can implement these into a different relationship into an external relationship intimate friend family needs to be
0: you need to find this balance within yourself within yourself um, so for sure. each of these seven centers of connection are the chakras They exist within you as states of consciousness. And when you find the balance between the masculine and feminine, the yin and yang aspects of each of these chakras, they will open to you in a new way. And and you will experience these seven centers of connection with the outside world. But it starts within. Yeah. So to recap, seven centers of connection. Mm. Number one. Safety. Number two.
1: Desire. Desire.
0: Number three.
1: Emotion. Number four. Presence. Number five. Communication.
0: Number six.
1: Higher purpose.
0: And number seven. Oneness. Oneness. Om. Om to that. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's it for this episode. Yeah. Uh, we are going to wrap it up here. So thank you for joining us. We really, really, truly, deeply appreciate all of you taking the time to listen to this podcast. It means the absolute world to us. And uh, if you got something out of today's episode, all that we ask is that you share it with someone that you think could benefit from it, whether Mm. it's your partner, your your family, your friends, someone over the other side of the world, a stranger. Yeah. Share it with the person who makes your coffee. Say, hey, (laughs) while you're making my long black double shot espresso, Have you heard about the Level Up podcast? It's incredible. I was listening to it on my way to the coffee shop this morning. You should check it out. I'm going to write it on this napkin for you. When you get home today, listen to the Level Up podcast.
1: Wow, that's a great plug. You should definitely do that. And let us know if you do that because we will give you something. We'll give you a t-shirt. We'll give you a t-shirt. All right. Then if you want more from us, Uh, We do have an online yoga studio, and we upload four new classes each week, and these reflect the four-pillar system of yoga that we offer at Level Up, Solar, Lunar, Yin, Breath, and Meditation. This is a complete weekly practice that can be modified to suit your evolving needs as a yoga practitioner. The class library is constantly growing and contains our most potent practices.
0: Yeah. And if you want to stay updated with what we're up to, you can find us on social media, levelup.yoga or our website also conveniently levelup.yoga.
1: And we own a small yoga studio in Barrick, which is in Victoria, Australia. And there we run classes, workshops and our yoga teacher training programs from this space. Yes.
0: And, uh, upcoming as soon as COVID (laughs) is over, we will have a yin yoga teacher training ready to go. Uh, Depending on the restrictions in Australia, there might be a few spots available, yep. but we will announce that in the future and, and 2021 it's looking like... We will have our 200 hour mm. training up and running yeah. finally.
1: So, if you're interested in becoming a yoga teacher or just diving a little deeper into yoga, the philosophy of yoga, and your experience with yoga, yeah,
0: it'll be one month straight of listening to us talk about philosophy. What like more this. could you want? <laughs> I wish I could do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we, you know, we love, love connecting with people. Um, and no matter where you're at on the journey, like whether you're just starting out, whether all of this is like, what are they talking yeah. about, or whether you're you're a teacher yourself and and um, you know you just want to connect with with community, please reach out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd love to have a chat. We're we're always open to to chats with anyone. So we love
1: yeah. getting Instagram messages.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's it. Hope yeah. you have a beautiful day. Mm. Om.
1: Om. <laughs>